On today's episode of The Holy Ghost in Me, I want to talk to you today about true forgiveness. First off, let's get this straight right now. Forgiveness is hard and nobody really wants to do it. Most of the time, most of us are ready to fight and get even with the ones who hurt us. But here's the thing. The Bible says vengeance is the Lord. It's not ours. And the Bible also says that there is a way that seems right to a man, but in the end it leads to death. God didn't design us to hold grudges. He did not design us to get even with people, to hate people. He did not design us to be mean, hateful, or mistreat those who have come against us. Or even random people we've never met before. Instead, God designed us to follow the Holy Ghost. No matter how mad or hurt we get, we need to pray and ask God to create in me a pure heart. O God, and renew a steadfast spirit within me. That's Psalms 51 and 10. When we pray this, then God can work in us and transform us to be a new creature in Him. What does that mean? The moment we accept Jesus as our Savior and we welcome the Holy Ghost to live on the inside of us, He cleans us of every pain, every hurt, and frees us from who we used to be. When we become connected to Him, then we become a new creature, a new creation. The old has gone and the new has come. This means we don't long for carnality. Rather, we long for the spiritual things of the one who loves us and knows us. The truth is, when someone hurts us, our flesh wants to hurt them. We want to make them feel what we feel. We want them to experience our pain. You know, take a minute to think about what's going on in the world right now. How much hatred do you see? Do you see love? Do you see joy? Do you see peace? Or do you see hatred and pain and hurt, unforgiveness, resentment? God didn't design us that way. He designed us to love. The people that we hate the most, that we have unforgiveness towards, they may look different than us or they may look just like us. But regardless, there are brothers and sisters in Christ, even if they're relatives. So we have to choose life, not death. So we have to seek ways to really get and show God's love to others. We may be the only example of love they actually see. So instead of trying to get even with them, find ways to love them. Educate them. Teach them. And start with the word of God first before you start with anything else. God doesn't want us to hate those who spew hate. He wants us to love them like Christ loves the church. He wants us to love through the pain, the tears, the hate, the miscommunication. He does not want us to operate from a place of carnality, rather a place of spirituality. I mean, when you think about it, God died on the cross in front of all his haters when they spit on him and they kept him on this massive cross and put thrones on his head and he sat there 
knowing good and well that he could get off the cross and beat all they heads in. But he sat there and he said, Lord, forgive them, for they know not what they do. And sometimes we won't even forgive those who are in our own household. Ones that we shared a womb with. It's crazy, huh? When you think about it. God wants us to love. Love through everything. Moving from a place of carnality to a place of spirituality. When we cast our cares on the Lord, He sustains us. Even in the moments we don't want to forgive. When you truly submit your life to God, everything that you do should illustrate who He is through you. It should represent Him and everything He stands for, irregardless of every negative thing that occurs. Your life should be an example of Christ here on the earth. You know, funny story. I have a love-hate relationship with that scripture in the Bible that talks about forgiveness. When Jesus' disciples says, how many times should I forgive? And Jesus is like, seven times, 70 times, 70, 70, 70, 70, 70, right? That's a lot of times to forgive. And forgive me, I might have messed up the number that he used in the Bible. But his point wasn't the numbers of how many times you should forgive. It was to say that you should continuously forgive. Turn your other cheek when somebody hits it. It's hard to do that. But you know what? When we do it, we activate God's grace here on the earth. I remember when I first read it, read that scripture. I was upset. I'm thinking, like, God, this person did me wrong. Why do I have to forgive, especially that many times? Well, the truth is, forgiveness is not for the other person. Forgiveness is for you. The moment you forgive and seek God's face, it opens the door for favor, joy, peace, grace, mercy. When we forgive, we're also sowing a seed for ourselves and or for the generations that come after us. That you will need the same grace that you extend to someone else. When we allow God to get vengeance, then first of all, he does a far better job than we could ever do. And we also free ourselves of the burdens that come with unforgiveness. Whatever you are holding inside of you right now, it's probably eating at your soul. Your love, your joy, your peace. And it's time to let it go. And let God in. When you forgive, you allow God to move on your behalf and work diligently on the person who have hurt you. True forgiveness requires honesty, vulnerability, reconciliation with both yourself and those who came against you. When you seek to forgive or even be forgiven, it creates an opportunity for God to move and for you to get out of his way. But he can't do anything until you move first. The Lord is faithful to all his promises and loving toward all he has made. That's Psalms 145 and 13. Now think about this. If that's true, do you really think he's going to leave you hanging? Even if something happens here on the earth that you never get to see the fulfillment of that vengeance. 
do you really think that he's not going to bless you from that situation? Because he's an almighty God. We may not understand why he allows some things to happen here on the earth. But at the end of the day, if you're a follower of Christ, he has your back, both here on earth and in heaven. So choose to follow him. The more you put your trust in God and allow him to fight your battles, the freer you become. So whoever you have not forgiven today, maybe it's a person, a group of people, a family member, a friend, a race of people, a leader, whatever, whoever it is that offended you today, it's the day to forgive. And let God lead you by the way of the Holy Ghost. Don't give the devil a footstool in God's kingdom. The Bible has a legacy that has already been won with greatness. But first, you have to release everything you have been carrying. How do you know if you possess unforgiveness? Every time you see a person or hear a person, that's an indication that you haven't forgive. Maybe you're mad or anxious about something. That's truly unforgiveness. Another way is if you keep thinking about the incident. Keep thinking and going over and over in your head about the hurt and the pain. Another one is you're ready to fight them. That's definitely a sign of unforgiveness. You say foul things about them or to them, definitely a sign of unforgiveness. You're emotionally weary all the time, definitely a sign of unforgiveness. Your blessings are taking forever to get to you. They seem delayed. Definitely, there's a sign of unforgiveness. All you can do is find the negatives about a situation. Definitely a sign of unforgiveness. Are you getting it now? Here's some more. You can't pray for the person fully. Sign of unforgiveness. You're ready to fight. I say this one again. It's a sign of unforgiveness. You're bringing up all the things they are doing wrong or that you've done wrong. A sign of unforgiveness. You're being manipulative, vindictive. Definitely a sign of unforgiveness. Few more. You're trying to get even when God says sit down and shut up. You're not allowing God to fight your battles and you have a sense of hatred. All signs of unforgiveness. And sometimes we carry unforgiveness not just to other people but of ourselves. And we don't forgive ourselves for the mistakes that we made. And sometimes when we carry that unforgiveness against ourselves, it's hard for us to move on and move to a different place. But those are just a few ways that I that I've identified of unforgiveness in my own life. So I challenge you, go ahead and get in God's word and get with the Holy Ghost. Ask him to help you truly forgive. Ask him to heal your soul wounds and break free of every bondage that's holding you back. Expect freedom, expect joy. And as you do, watch what he does for you. Choose forgiveness. It's a choice. And watch how your life blossoms. Remember, forgiveness is a choice. Love is a choice. Hate is a choice. You don't have to wear the burden of unforgiveness. You don't have to wear the burden of resentment. 
You don't have to wear the burden of your ancestors. This is a new day. And when I say ancestors, sometimes we carry the, the burdens of our parents or the generations before us. But this is a new day. Choose life and life abundantly. Choose to follow Christ in all you do. Depend on the Lord in whatever you do and your plans will succeed. Watch your focus because what you focus on expands. Forgive easy, love hard, and let God do the rest. You are purposed, you are destined, you are creative, and you are free. Because we close, before we close out, sorry, let me leave you with the Holy Ghost food for thought. The bondage or weight that you are choosing to carry of unforgiveness is heavy. And it's almost like an anchor for a boat. And every time you try to sail away, you can't because your anchor is in the ground. Until you either drop it completely or bring the anchor up, you will not be able to move to all the destinations God has for you. So drop the anchor and sail away. Plus, if you are, if you and the person or people you are holding resentment towards die today and you are both followers of Christ and you meet both and you both meet Jesus and that person at the pearly gate. Do you really want Christ to tell you you can't get in because of unforgiveness you had on earth? Here's the thing. There is one heaven and there is one hell. That's what the Bible says. <laughs> they don't go to a separate place because you didn't they, because you chose to not forgive them. You can't carry what's here on the earth to heaven. So you know what? Check yourself before God checks you. Your unforgiveness may be justified here on the earth to yourself and your carnal mind and maybe to others like your friends who are also in a place of carnality. But get into the book of Proverbs and 1 Corinthians 13. I heard it once said, don't let the devil have a seat at your table. So I challenge you today, let the Holy Ghost teach you how to forgive. Make the Lord your rock, your fortress, and your deliverer, the place where you take refuge and watch the place you, you go. When you drop that heavy anchor, God's going to take you to more places than you ever thought you could go. Plus, when you drop that anchor, it's easier to see clearly. It's easier to obtain wisdom and discernment. It's easy to tap into your purpose and make a difference in the world around you. So I challenge you, whatever burden you carry, drop it today. Even if you carry... If, even if you're carrying the unforgiveness of others, or like I say, the, the unforgiveness of our ancestors, those people are dead and gone. This is a new day, so choose to operate in a new way. Choose Christ first and watch how your life changes and the generations behind you. Matthew 16 and 24, if anyone would come after me, he must deny himself and take up his cross. Follow me. So honey, deny your carnality and accept your spirituality. Do stuff the way of the Holy Ghost, not the way of the world. And watch how, the, how you are full of joy and you will become explosive with joy. You are chosen, you are beautiful, you are handsome, and you are purposed. And to purpose to be carrying the weight of the world is not okay. So no matter who you are, and what you're carrying, regardless of why you're carrying that unforgiveness, whether it's towards people, family, friends, 
ourselves, people you have never met before, pastors, ministers, church hurt, God, the guy who cut you off last week in traffic, or your dog, whoever, whatever, let it go. Forgiveness is not worth your peace. Unforgiveness is not worth your peace on earth, nor your key to the pearly gates. So let it go, boo. It's not that serious. All right, now, let me pray for you. Lord, I rebuke the spirit of unforgiveness, and I thank you that every person who has an opportunity to listen to this podcast is free from that spirit of Levithon that's trying to keep them bonded, that they begin to walk like Christ in everything that they do, that they become transformed, that they may they move from a place of carnality to a place of spirituality, that every thought and idea that they have throughout the day is centered around you and your glory. God, we love you and we thank you that we are free. That we are that we are in you, that we are strong in you, and we find refuge under you under your wing. We love you in Jesus' name. Amen. Well, y'all, I hope you enjoyed today's episode of the Holy Ghost in Me. This is that lasting influential legend, aka Lil Joy, that former shy girl from the boot. Love you always. Remember, drop that anchor. It's too heavy for you to carry. Catch you next time on the Holy Ghost in Me. Bye, y'all.